put away our selfish ways. In life, boys are taught not to cry. And you're thinking to yourself, well, your mom and dad didn't teach you, did they? I cry a bunch. I know I do. They fall down and get hurt out on the baseball field. Michelle, we just tell them, put some dirt on it, rub it. Don't, don't you cry. Michelle knows she's a nurse. She, that, that ain't going to help it one bit. Brother, Brother Ron, you know it ain't going to help one bit. We just tell them, put some dirt on it, rub it. Don't, and, and a lot of times I even see coaches tell them, don't, don't rub that. Don't even let anybody know you're hurt. We even run over to them. We tell them that they're tough. And then we say these words, big boys don't cry. Girls cry. Crying's for girls. I have three boys. I said that a bunch. Crying's for girls. Some girls are taught the very same thing. Don't cry. You don't want the other girls to see you cry. Don't let the boys know that you're hurt. Suck it up. Sometimes things hurt, and you can't help but cry. I mean, he's laid in bed. I just couldn't get any rest at all, and you just begin to weep. A situation going on in your life, and you just begin to weep, and you're like, is this ever going to end? Is it ever going to stop? God, this is devastating. I've been there, but I'm a baby. And I cry. You guys know that. I remember one time my foot was in so much pain that even though I wasn't making any noises at all, I was crying. Tears were just running down my face. I couldn't stop it. I was trying to be a big boy. I was in my 30s. They say in your 30s you need to be a big boy. So just to, you, you wanted to know that. But I was crying. Couldn't stop because I was, my body was in so much pain. Another time I was laying on the ottoman, was crying with pain in my back, kidney stones, telling God, heal me or take me. I'm done. You know, I'm just a baby, kidney stones, I'm ready for death. Take me on, God. Crying's a natural response humans have. You know, and we have a range of emotions. Have a range of emotions. I have a sister that can laugh one minute and the next second she's bawling and you can't get her to shut up. I'm not going to tell you which one it is because they all three do it. But we have a range of emotions including sadness, grief, joy, frustration. Sometimes we cry when we're overjoyed. Penny and Mark called me few months ago and they said hey we want to fly in and surprise mom and dad and, and visit and I, we hadn't seen them in a long time and and uh, so we were out eating and I hopped in the car and I run to Little Rock and I picked them up at the airport met everybody back at the house and we walked in the garage and mom and dad were just sitting there visiting with the rest of the family and uh, Penny and Mark come in through the back there and uh, dad turned around and he hollered Penny Sherelle that's her middle name by the way Penny Sherelle, and just it, it, screaming broke out. Ferris went to screaming. Mom and Dad both screaming everything. And, and next thing you know, they were all crying. They were crying for joy. 
we have emotions like that. In life, we have our ups and downs, and we hope to have more ups than we have downs. But tonight, I want to look at the text where a great warrior, David, David, wept until he didn't have any more power to weep. David. He come to a place that cut him to the bone. He began to, began to cry. David is one of, if not the most recognized and the most successful king in the Bible. David has an incredible story from the beginning to the end. David was a shepherd boy tending the sheep for his father. He was one of eight sons of Jesse. The Bible says he was ruddy, bright eyes, and good looking. Another version said that he had a healthy uh, complexion, attractive eyes, and handsome appearance. I've seen another translation that said he was dark skinned. I've seen another one that said he was red skinned. Whichever he was, they were all describing a good looking dude. He was chosen by God to be king of Israel, anointed of God through the prophet Samuel. The Bible says that the Spirit came over David at the anointing, and it never left him. <laughs> I want that said about me. The Spirit of God come over me, and it's never left him. It's still there. <laughs> he had outstanding qualities of leadership. He was charismatic, generous, patient, honorable, wise, brave, eloquent in speech, God-fearing. He knew and obeyed God. He was a man after God's own heart. He was faithful, trusted God throughout his life. Was he human? Yes. Did he make mistakes? Absolutely. But David gives us an example of God's love and how he lived out his life. Even though David made mistakes, God used him in a mighty way. I said it Sunday and I'll say it again. Because you've made a mistake, it doesn't disqualify you from what God has for you. I heard one per, uh, preacher say that God has treasures laid up for you that has your name on them and no one else can get them. He has blessings for you that he's laid up for you that no one else can get. You can't disqualify yourself from it. In our text, we see a man of war coming back from a great battle only to find a city burned to the ground. He comes back to the city where his children played and lived, to where his wife would welcome him home, wives. But all he finds when he returns is the ashes of what used to be. I could have preached that tonight, the ashes of what used to be. His return was supposed to be triumphant. He came home, no doubt, to celebrate all their accomplishments, but was only disappointed. His family was gone. He didn't know if they was dead or alive. I thought about this quite a bit. You come into a city, it's burned. I'm sure the first thing they were looking for was bodies. I think after a while, he probably realized they were taken captive. He didn't know if they were dead or alive. They are being taken care of or mistreated, if they sold into slavery. He didn't know. The city was burned to the ground, and David's imagination probably just run wild. When all this started settling in, David and his men began to weep. They began to cry. I'm sure fear gripped his heart because 
of the unknown. David began to cry because even warriors cry. Even strong people, strong men and women of God have their down times, have their devastating times. Even warriors cry. The Bible says that he cried until he had no more power to weep. Have you ever been on the mountaintop? Only to have the rug pulled out from underneath you? Think, man, I'm doing good. Things are going great. I mean, the Lord's giving me victory after victory. I, I'm doing, doing great. And then just, whew, seems like everything that could come at you, come at you. Or maybe just the one thing that was the worst thing, everything was taken away from you. cried until he had no more power to weep. He was ready to party. Ready to celebrate. I think to myself, well, that's the way we are. We party, we celebrate when things go good in the church, when go, things go good in our life. God blesses us with different things. We're just ready to have fun, man. God, God did this. Give him glory. He did this. And it seems like something hits us. Seems like things like that just hit us sometimes. God's given us the victory over something that could have or should have killed us. But we're still standing. We're ready to wipe out everything in our path. And then there's a gut punch. Somebody pulls the rug out from under us. The enemy comes in while we weren't looking and steals what we value most. Sometimes warriors cry. Sometimes things don't go according to plan. Sometimes things happen when you least expect it. Sometimes you get sucker punched when your head's turned. Sometimes your best friend betrays you, tells lies on you. Sometimes your spouse betrays you. Sometimes your financial stability collapses. Sometimes your health puts you in a crisis. Has anybody been there? You ever had any of these things happen? Man, no matter how great of a Christian you are, sometimes things just happen. Somebody said, we have a great God. and Why would God let these things happen? Because Adam's sin entered into the world. Can I just clear that up for you? That sin entered into the world, and so no longer is this world perfect, and we have to deal with things of this life. No matter how great of a warrior in God's army you are, sometimes life will bring you to your knees. Sometimes warriors cry. It had to be devastating to come home to a city that wasn't there. It had to be depressing to come home to a house that wasn't there. It had to be heart-wrenching to come home and your family wasn't there. There must have been questions that come to his mind. Why, God? Why is it happening to me? I killed the lion with my bare hands. I killed the bear with my bare hands. Why is this happening to me? Sometimes we ask God why. Why did I have to walk through a dark night? 
Why did I have to endure that relationship? Why did I have to go through that trial? Why did I have to go through this sickness? The questions are why. And it makes even warriors cry. And we cry. And we cry. And we cry. Until there's no more power to weep. Church, I've been here before. I've cried until I didn't have any more tears. Asking God why. After serving you for all these years, why? The Bible says that David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved. Guess what? The, the warrior's soul was grieved too. It was distressed too, but it didn't matter. David lost just as much as everyone else did, but it didn't matter. Now his men wanted to kill him. But what did David do? The New King James Version says David strengthened himself in the Lord. King James Version said David encouraged himself in the Lord. <laughs> it's so important to know when you're going through the toughest time, the darkest times of your life, everything's against you. Even your friends seem like they want to kill you. They want to stone you to death. You can go to God and strengthen yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. First Samuel 30 and 6 says, Now David was greatly distressed for all the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all of them was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. His God. When life has beat us up, sickness in our health, down in our finances, afraid of, COVID, politicians, government, masks or no masks. Our mind gets overloaded with everything and we feel that our head's going to explode. We finally begin to cry because we're broken, we're distressed, discouraged, devastated. We finally begin to see that we're in a situation that we have to have God's help. Wow. We begin to look for answers. When there's nothing we can do, when we've come to the end of ourself, we better find our way back to God. We better find God near us again. Why? I love this because Psalms 46.1 says, As God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, Selah, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isaiah 41 and 10 said, Fear not. For I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
Nehemiah says in 8 and 10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. John 16 and 33 said, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. David went to God in this time of distress. David strengthened himself. He encouraged himself in the Lord. Isaiah 43 and 1 says, But now thus saith the Lord who created you, and I love these little words, that created you, O Jacob, and who who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. (laughs) Hallelujah. You are God's. You are God's. Hallelujah. Verse number two says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you, uh, when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Praise the Lord. God cares. Can I tell you that today? God cares. Watching on Facebook today, God cares. Everything you're caring about right now, you don't need to be carrying it, but God cares that you're carrying it. He wants you to give your burdens to Him. God understands what you're going through. You're thinking, nobody's been through this before. Nobody understands me. God understands. God loves us. Wow. With an unchanging love. When you're walking through these difficult places, remember God loves you. God loves me. He hasn't forgot about us. He hasn't forgot about our dilemma. You think, man, i got so many problems. I can't even keep up with them. God certainly can't. Yeah, I can. He knows all about them. Sometimes warriors cry. But when we do, remember to encourage yourself. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Pastor, how do I do that? How can, how can I do that? Start by opening your mouth and give God praise. Start giving God praise. Man. Now, you may want to start by putting on praise music. I know a lot of people like to do that. But sometimes, I'm just going to tell you, I don't have time to strike up the band or to put the music on. I need God immediately. I don't have time to run down to the church and put in a CD and start listening. I need God immediately. I don't have time to go turn on Caleb. All them things are good. Sometimes we don't have time for that. Sometimes we don't have time to wait for another church. If I just get to Sunday, we need to be worshiping God every day, any time that we need Him. Any, you know, we ought to be doing it out of the, the love of our heart for God. We ought to be praising and worshiping Him all the time. Sometimes I need God right here and right now. So we begin to do what the Bible says, Psalms 101. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercies are everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Wow. Praise the Lord. Worship the Lord. 
Start reading the scriptures. Start reading the scriptures out loud. You need to hear these things get into your spirit like that. Start thanking God for what he's already done for you. Start thanking God for sending Jesus to take my place. When I deserve death, he gave me life. When I was still a sinner, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Hallelujah. After a while, the negative things begin to fall off and we begin to praise. We begin to worship God. These negative things, these negative feelings, these negative uh, things in the world that's happening to us seem to, they just seem to fall off. When we begin to encourage ourselves in God and remembering the promises that he's given, it makes me want to shout. I used to love that song, it makes me want to shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But there's other things we need to do. 1 Samuel 30 and 8, so David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. <laughs> wow. There's a reason warriors cry. There's a reason we get discouraged, despondent have despair in our life but after we've encouraged ourselves after we've strengthened ourselves in the Lord it's time to inquire of the Lord it's time to start asking some questions God what do you want me to do you see this thing man it's burnt to the ground my family's gone everything's it's just devastation everywhere as far as David can see my emotions took over I've wept but I started thinking about you, Lord. I got encouraged because you're my God. And you said, I'm yours. God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do next? <laughs> wow. David went from a warrior that couldn't stop crying because of the pain in his heart to a warrior that was afraid and distressed to a warrior that was encouraged and strengthened. After the heartache and after the failed relationship, after the problems we have with our family, after all life's problems has hit us like a ton of bricks, we have to do like David, encourage and strengthen ourselves. Yes, we have to do that. But warriors, we have to do what David did too. Just keep following him right here. David began to ask God, should I pursue after the enemy? And not only that, he asked two questions. Will I be able to overtake them? Wasn't good enough just for God to tell him to pursue. He wanted to know, am I going to win? Wipe the tears from your eyes. It's time to pursue the enemy. I told somebody today, I said, every time you start doing something for God, the enemy starts creeping his ugly head and wants to get involved with different things, starts to throw accusations. He wants to do all sorts of different things in our midst. But guess what? We're going to pursue the enemy. What he's stolen from us, we're going to recover. <laughs> we're going to recover. Hallelujah. You may be a warrior that's wept until you had no more power to weep, but after, but after you've encouraged yourself, after you've strengthened yourself in the Lord, it's time to pursue the enemy with hostile intent. I've heard my dad preach this over and over, and when I was studying this out, I never knew where he got this. And Strong's Talking Greek and Hebrew Dictionary said the word pursue means to run after Usually with hostile intent. I love that. Or to chase, put to flight, follow after, hunt, 
persecute. Isn't that what you want to do to your enemy? You want to punish them. Pound them into the ground. Usually with hostile intent. I just got a couple more things for you. And then I want to seal it with prayer around the altars. I want to tell you. Even warriors cry. Even warriors cry. The biggest, baddest uh, Christians you know. And I I mean baddest in a good sense. You know what I'm talking about. They cry. They have problems. But I got some encouraging scriptures for you. Take back your peace. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. Very familiar. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but the power of love and of a sound mind. Take back your joy. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be to God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the Savior and his knowledge by us in every place. Take back your family, Joshua 24 and 15. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. And then I love the last line. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. You have to declare these things. You can't just, oh, it's in the word of God. That's great. You need to speak them. You need to hear them out of your own mouth. Take back your finances. Philippians 4, uh, 19. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Take back your health. Isaiah 53 and 5. That he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. Even warriors cry. But after the crying... After you've regained your strength, it's time to hear from the Lord. Pursue. You'll surely recover all. Amen. Don't be discouraged. Why? Because God's on our side. Amen. God's on your side. God wants you to succeed. God has blessings for you. Just because the devil comes in and messes something up, He messes something up, burns the city down, takes your family. What's the worst thing I could think of? After you've cried, after you've encouraged yourself, it's time to get up and pursue. You know the story. He went and pursued. He got back everything. Just as the Lord said, he got back everything. And it's the same word. It's the same God that we serve. He's going to do the same thing for you. You know what? He's no respecter of persons. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we already know that we can stand on this word and know that he's going to do the same thing for us. Amen. Would you stand with me?